Welcome back to Talk Your Exposure. This is episode number 49 with newest commit to Texas Tech, Elijah Fisher and his father, Rohan Fisher. It's not an episode you guys want to miss out on. There's a lot of banter, a lot of comedy, a lot of good, good talks about basketball, life, and family. Tune in this Sunday as we sat down with two Canadian legends. Welcome to another edition of Talk Your Exposure. And today we have a very special one. We have a couple Canadian legends in the building. But before we get to introduce our guests, we want to remind everybody to tune in to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, under Talk Your Exposure. Or if you want to take, check, check out our faces and see how we look, you can check us out under RWA Basketball on YouTube. Chris, what's going on, my man? Not bad, not bad. You know, it's another, another, another start to a beautiful day. You know how it is. I'm always happy to get up. And, you know, I'm like, you look, you're not looking so bad today, so that, that oh helps. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here we go. You all you want to start with the, the banter quickly. You, you don't waste any beats, huh? No, no, listen, listen. Sometimes you're not a good person looking in the morning, but today you're looking all right. You're looking all right. You're looking acceptable. I'm, I'm choosing peace today, not violence. Clearly, you're choosing violence. It's all good, though. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but our guests of today, like I mentioned earlier, are two Canadian legends. You know, we got Rohan and Elijah Fisher in the building. Thank you guys so much for taking some time to talk to us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, for sure. Thank you. Hey, before, you know, we want to, we want to start off the show today with, with a little game called In a Perfect World. Um, you know, Rohan, we want to ask you, though, first, In a Perfect World, did you want a daughter? I asked that question. I got our boys. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when, when you had all boys, the part of you was like, obviously it's a blessing, but the part of you was like, ah, here we go again. Or was it like, you know, it's cool. No, I was, I was definitely cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you know, daughters take care of daughters can take your fathers. Results, man, come on, man. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Hey, Elijah, in a perfect world, would you rather go up against Kobe or LeBron? Um, I say LeBron. Why is that? I mean, there's a little mental things like asking the game just to, just to learn throughout just being a better player and being a better leader. No, for sure. For sure. I like that one. Rohan, in a perfect world, if you could manage any NBA team, which team would you – any current NBA team, which team would you want to manage? Uh, yeah. got, you guys, got you guys thinking uh, this morning. Right, hey, I, I love my I – love, you know what? I love, I love my Raptors, man. I'm a diehard Raptors <laughs> fan. I was here from the get-go for the for the build, building of it. Mm-hmm. Um. I gotta say the Raptors, man. I'm a hometown guy, man. Love it. Love it. Last one we got for you guys on, on, on the game, but Elijah, in a perfect world, both you and Zayden are hot. You guys are down two with the ball with the, where you guys have possession. Are you giving the ball to Zayden or are you taking that for yourself? For me personally, if we're both hot throughout the game, I'm confident within my skill set of my game. So I'm going to go take the shot. No disrespect. I love that answer. I love that answer. I was hoping you were going to say that too. Uh, you know, Rohan, Rohan, for you, you know, to start off the show, you guys are a family of eight. What is the toughest thing you had to experience with a father? And damn grocery bills. Grocery bills more than my mortgage. It's crazy. <laughs> you got grown boys, right? I believe. You, 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 you,
<laughs> hey, for everyone tuning into this episode, we gotta set up a GoFundMe page for the for the, for the fellas over here, man, for the Fisher family. We got we, we got you need help. Got you guys. <laughs> need my help. <laughs> I'm curious to know how to how does you know how does your wife Talia Talia right? I'm, I'm I feel like I'm saying yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, you got it right. How do how do your wife Talia feel living in a household full of boys? Well. You got to ask her how she feels, but I'm going to tell you how she should feel. She should, she should feel very protected because she got all these men around her that, you know, saw protection, man. Because, you know, when you have a daughter, a daughter, a daughter is for, for, for the guys, man. You know, you have your daddy's girls, but when you have boys, boys are all for, for, for mama, they're mom, mom, mama's boys. So <laughs> she got lots of love, man. So she should be feeling blessed right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elijah, I'm curious to know, though, for you, being, being the oldest in the family, how does that feel? I'm second oldest. I got an older brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so what what were some things that he was able to teach you? My older brother used to taught me how to be tough. Like whether we were on the court playing basketball, and like I followed him too already. Body slams me to the floor. We fighting him too. He used to taught me how to be tough and just have a tough mentality. Just go through things, even though things aren't working your way. Well, that's definitely worked because I've definitely seen you catch a lot of bodies, man. You definitely dunked <laughs> some, some people a few times, especially the Jane Finch Classic when I've been able to. Uh, you played against us this past summer as well, so I mean it was definitely. Nice to be able to see you there and do the same thing. Uh, but I want to know, though, you know, being a top-ranked basketball player in the world, what is, what are, how is that being able to impact in your family to be a role model? Well, it's just showing, just showing all my little brothers that you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it and just dedicate yourself. Even though, like, things aren't going your well in the beginning, you don't want to wake up in the morning and go work out. You don't want to get up out of your bed. You don't want to stretch. You don't want to go to the weight room. You don't want to go run, run around the track. Just showing them that all hard work pays off. Love it. So, you know, this is, I have a question for you. So, Ron, we know you used to play hoops, right? So, when did you start playing Elijah one-on-one? Are you still Ron, playing? When I was 10 years old, that's when you stopped playing me. That's when you stopped playing That's when you stopped playing Cap, big cap. Big cap. I, I stopped playing him because he started crying. No, no, no. You never stopped. You stopped losing. I, I, I never lose a game to him. If I have to kick, scratch, bite. Punch, whatever. He's not. He's, he's not beating me. <laughs> he's a war out there, and, I, and I'm not letting him beat me. I like that. Okay, okay. Uh, so he, he's never beat me. Yes, he's never beaten me. Never <laughs> beaten me. Don't make him lie to you. He knows. <laughs> he knows deep down in his heart. That's why he doesn't play me no more. I still don't expose you. I'll, I'll expose you. I don't don't play. I know everything about you. I'll expose it looks you. Like we, we might have an exclusive coming up. We might have an exclusive one on one father father son battle. <laughs> I'd be like a Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm hurt the kid. Well, when you're growing up, Rowan, what else, what are the sports you used to play? Well, you know, when I first came to Canada back in um, 89, I was going to say I'm old, but um, the sports of choice was soccer and uh, cricket. But when mm-hmm. I came to Canada here, I realized that, you know, it's more hockey, baseball, basketball wasn't a thing, but basketball was coming, but basketball was a natural thing that I gra- gravitated to. Um, just because of the um, folks that I hung around with. But um, growing up was definitely soccer and uh, cricket. Okay, of course, of course. Very familiar with that. Um, what was your post, what's your, what was your, what's one of the, one of your personal sports moments in life, like playing? Your personal, like when you, just you playing? Just me playing? Yeah. I, I, I got to say, um, I used to play ice ball for, for George Vanny. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got there, they didn't have a program because of the incident with um, Flemo. 
Not mm-hmm. quite sure if you guys know about the bench incident where the uh, yep. coach got a bench his head. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know the act right back back then. So I had to petition to to get basketball back at Benny. And we had to go, yeah. obviously, through a little rebuilding stage. But um, my moments at Benny and uh, playing um, in, in various tournaments, playing some of the top top guys that I see that are out there right now, uh, was definitely a good experience for me. That's one thing that's kind of resonates in my mind. So I'm gonna th- I'm gonna I'm gonna put a twist to this. So Elijah, you know, as a as a guy, you know, as a father, I'm always talk- actually you know as an adult, I coach as well. I'm always having these stories. I'm always telling a story back in these back in these stories. What story oh, do does your dad always tell you? Because you know, and you always hear it. And that's, <laughs> he, gives you a, he gives you a hey, this my, back in my days, and tells you a story. What's the story that your dad always oh, tells you? Foolishness, bro. Back in my days, I used to jump higher than you. This and that. <laughs> I used to be in better shape than you. If I if I was able to play you now, but when I was back in my prime, I would bust your ass. <laughs> you stop. It's not realistic. Hey, you know you know why it's not realistic to him? It's not realistic to him because he didn't live it. I lived that time and I'm seeing them right now. So I lived both times. He just lived in one time. So he don't understand what it was back then. And when true, I tell him things, I may I ain't making it up, man. Hey, the streets be talking, man. You got you ask the fellows that lived that time that that, that actually got got to see me play, and they'll tell you. It, it, there's not enough video back then. That was the problem. We, had we didn't have videos back, back then. then. We, had, we had like the big VHS. Anybody use no VHS right <laughs> the now? Big, the big old cameras. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, Elijah, when did you get into playing basketball? Honestly, I've always been into basketball. Like even when like I was younger, like I used to grow up into it. Like. My older bro used to play it. My I used to go to my pops men's game when I was like two years old, running on the court and things. So like, I was always in the, I was always involved in it. I so really started like, taking this. I really started taking it serious when I was like eight or nine, when my older bro was going to practice and this coach saw me and he asked, he didn't see me personally. He saw my younger brother Isaiah and asked how old he was, and then my pops said no, he's wrong age, and he pointed to me and the coach was just surprised on my height and things. And then he brought me to the gym, started shooting. And then you just brought me along, and then I, that's when I really started loving basketball and really taking it serious. I like that. I like that. So you're definitely the, the halftime between games. You're that kid, the basketball taking shots on the hoop. Halftime during game days, have to grab me off the court, tell me to sit down. <laughs> Man, I had, to, I had to take this kid out. This kid used to come out of his stroller in his diaper on the corner to kind of just take him off in his, in his diaper, pick him up and put him in his stroller. He wouldn't stay in his stroller, man. Okay. <laughs> Now you know, like, he was always he was jumping at the stroll. Now he's jumping at the gym. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great analogy. That makes sense. So, um, you know, I want to ask, why did you choose number twenty-two as your jersey number? <clears throat> Everything my, around my life just evolved around it. I I was born in two thousand and four. Birthday is January the third. So no, uh, the third day in the first month that equals four. And then I couldn't have the jersey number four, so I put two and two together, and it was twenty-two. Mm. And then I started mm. playing basketball in grade four, seriously. So then two and two, made four. Oh, I like that. Okay, okay, that goes together. I like that. Okay, I like that for the people. They now know that. Stephen, you've been you've been ranked number one for quite some time. You know, throughout your elementary career or elementary life, uh, 13, 14, 15 years old. I think even now you're still ranked number one. What was the pressure like being or living up to your hype uh, as a as a young kid? Not even as a teenager, but as a young kid. I personally say it wasn't pressure to me. I found it fun. Like, it was a new challenge to attack, a new height to come over. Like, when people used to say, oh, that's Elijah Fisher. Oh, I'm going to bust his ass. I'm going to do this and that. I used to find it mm-hmm. fun. 
I just find it funny that I still have like a chip on my shoulder as many people are hunting me and I just do my thing. Nice. In middle school, you know, you attend Crestwood. Um, you're playing on the varsity senior team or varsity senior prep team. What was that experience like for you being the youngest on the team, still competing with some of the some great basketball, basketball players who eventually went on to go play Division One? Talk to us about your experience being being a, I guess, a rookie or a freshman playing with with those older guys. I'm playing playing with all of them at a younger age. It just helped me with my game even more because back then, like I didn't really play to go like score. Like they used to put me and say, "Go guard the best player because." Jacoby's tight or someone's tight and they, and they need a breather. So I'll just go out, play defense, do what I need to do. And then I was able to build trust within my first year. And then they put me, then they put me into start starting the game as guarding, guarding the best player throughout the game. So like it was just a great learning experience for me, just showing that the little things matter. It doesn't matter how old you are and what your position is. If you play hard and play defense, you're forced to get playing time. First time I got to see you play was you were in grade eight or grade nine. You're at the Humber uh, Humber Classic or whatever it's called uh, with Crestwood. You, Jacoby was on your team. Um, there was a couple of people on the team. I can't remember their names right now. And I looked at you and I watched you play. And I was very, very, very impressed with how fundamental you were and how much of a um, how communicative you were at that that age. You're talking. You're communicating. You're pointing. You're you're being a good teammate. And and not many people at your age or at that age. 13, 14, 15 years old, even want to be a leader whatsoever. They expect the the, the higher people, you know, the, the seniors to be that leader. What did what did it what was it like? I guess I guess this kind of comes back to being in a family of six or eight altogether, but six brothers. Um, what is it like or how easy is being a leader to you? Well, being a leader to me is just uh, it's always been there. Like it didn't matter like if I was in the house, she's telling my brothers, yo, help clean up the house, hey, behave, stop doing this and that. Or even if I'm on the court, I just find it like it's always been me, like since I was born, it's always been me to be active and talk and let people know like they're doing something wrong, like inform them just to help and just communicate to help one another. Fair enough, fair enough. What was one of your most memorable dunk ons throughout your basketball career? So, a lot of them, probably the most memorable one was probably on Shaden. Ooh, I gotta go back and find that clip. I'll go back and find that. Was that in practice or was that in the game? Bio still game. I might, I might have to link up with one of you guys and get that get that clip. I might have to post that one. Remember, remind people that you know Shane can't guard you. Don't do that. Rowan, as a, as a father though, you know how do you feel the pressure of your son uh, being one of the most sought out players in North America? You know, with every, with everything that you, that you do, you got to do it with a little bit of um, humbleness. And I've always tried to try to teach him to be to be humble. So in teaching him to be humble, we got to be humble ourselves too. Um, one thing I've always said to him is that you know basketball don't pay the bills, and he probably laugh when I say that because the truth, it's a journey that you're going through. And yes, um, folks may look at you as something out there, but when you're in the house here, you're 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 Elijah, you're my son. So I'm gonna treat you as such. So the way that we deal with it, we deal with just regular, man. It's like, um, he's my son. I want him to understand that that comes first. And everything else will come will come after. I just want to warm up to be the best man possible. But dealing with it, it's, it's easy, man, because I got other boys that I got I to gotta, I gotta deal with in the house here. So Elijah's just one of the boys. So dealing with it, it's quite easy for me. I got, I got one, question, one question for you before, before Chris takes over. But my question is, the one that, that's... Um, 
I, I forgot the the one in grade six right now. He walked in the gym the other day, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, this kid is a freaking monster. First of all, how tall is he, and how tall do you think he's gonna he's gonna be by the time he gets to you know grade twelve or grade eleven or grade ten? Um, it's hard, hard to predict uh, future height as to what a kid's gonna gonna be. I mean, the the doctors do have the growth charts that kind of give you a, a level of predictability as to how tall a kid could be. Right now, he's about six four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, six, the four claim based on people, but a growth chart, he's probably going to end up being about six ten. But I mean, for me, whatever height he is, I just want to the best, be the best him that he could possibly be, and kind of um, learn a few things from his older brothers, see what his older brothers been through, and um, adopt certain things that you like to your game, and just be you. Fair enough. So. You know, back to Elijah for a second. You start playing at grassroots at a very young age. Can you go into that experience? What was that like? Uh, well, I started playing when I was grade five, grade six. It was a, it was a different experience. It wasn't what I was used to. Like, I was used to just playing OBA, not really traveling. If I did travel to America, it was for like a little one or two tournaments. And then I really started going down there. And like, it was like every other every other weekend, we're going down to the States for a new competition. And then that, that really showed me that playing a year up wasn't really just it. Because then I was able to play three years up, four years up, playing 17s when I was in like grade seven. I was like, wow. Just a different experience of playing against different high-level players and just really working on all my skills and sharpening my iron against different people. Nice, nice, nice. So you played at, um, you, you obviously participated in a couple of gauntlets. How's that experience? Like, do you have a story that you want to talk about, like, like maybe your first experience or a highlight experience or someone you played competition head to head that you want to highlight like that made you say okay you know I'm somebody this is something this is different this is new well I wouldn't say there's a specific player but like there's a, a lot of experiences like I was like I think I was like grade seven and I was playing up on seven on the 16s and 17s and like my first time down there like I was like what am I doing down here like you know I'm not even the right age none of that but then I came and then like started going through the motions of the game and then my coach brought me aside and just told me what I need to do. So then I started hooping and then I really got into the game and then I started doing my thing. Then I, that became one of the biggest pieces on the team. And then like every time they started going down, I forgot it. Like, yo, we need Elijah. We need to bring Elijah. Do whatever we need to do to bring him. So yeah. that's just, I just, that's probably one of my biggest experience. And it's kept them building that confidence. I like that. Um, this past summer, your time at grassroots kind of ended. Um, can you discuss on what kind of happened there? Uh, you know, we got, we got to give, give, um, credit to Ro Russell for what he's done, um, with the, um, through, through his, throughout his journey. Um, but you know, there's nothing wrong with a kid outgrowing a coach or growing a program and wanting to kind of, kind of move on, move on as a, as a matter of fact, that coach should actually look at him as a blessing that, you know, you've given this kid here all that you could, you could, you could possibly give him. So that's a blessing in itself that they need to look at. There's a beauty in that side here. Um, Elijah just outgrew, he outgrew Coach Rose, the coach's voice. He outgrew his voice. Um, needed to hear a different voice. And plus, it's difficult to, you can't have a coach coaching you from your, 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 your grade six up. You're hearing the same voice, you tend to tune it out. But the competitor that Elijah is, he wants to be held accountable. And he just felt that he wasn't being held accountable um, for certain things like practices. If he's taking a playoff in practice, he wants to be held accountable. And um, it's just a different mindset that he had that you got to find a coach that aligns with that mindset there. 
And you got to make moves when moves need to be made because at the end of the day, it's about a kid's journey. And um, you can't look at it and say, okay, well, I like this program here. I like that person here. So I'm going to I'm I'm keep that kid with that person because I like. It's not about like. It's about doing the right thing and what's right for the kid. So we operate in the lens of looking at what's the right thing to do. And I mean, folks may be in your feelings about it, but it's not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not about the folks around. It's about the kid and his journey. And oftentimes we make it too much about other folks as opposed to the, the kid that's going through the journey. And for me, I'm just never going to make any program or person, anybody um, take the light or the shine of my kid. I'm going to make my kid what's for my kids, for my kid. And it's a decision that needs to be made. I'm going to make it because of the parent. And um, I'm supposed to be more mature and I'm supposed to be able to make those tough decisions. So we got together and we made the decision that, you know, we're going to go and do our thing. And that's just so that kind of went and we're just doing it, putting them first. Good, good, good. It's nice so that when parents get involved and they show some wisdom and have a good discussion around it. And I know that you guys are really family oriented over there. So I know the good, good discussion and everyone came to the right page of doing that. So that's good to hear. Um, very good. I'm, I'm hopefully we're going to highlight that more. That needs to happen a lot more between um, seeing sure. kids be in the right position in the right spot mm -hmm. and then they mm -hmm. grow, not just uh, not for this present, but to actually grow and be more mature as a, as, a, as a player and as a human being. So I agree with yeah. that. That being said, how important is education in your family? I know. Hmm? Oh, education is really important, man. I, I mean, I feel like my wife was here. My wife would, would really show you that side. There's a lot of things. You know, there's so many things that happens along the sides that a lot of people don't necessarily get to see. Mm -hmm. They don't see the conversations when he's, when Elijah's at um, Crestwood and, you know, teacher may have made messages and said, you know, Elijah didn't complete this assignment on time here or whatnot. And my wife, be calling, calling the coach and said, he's not playing. A lot mm -hmm. of games that he's missed because um, his mark wasn't up to, marks wasn't up to par or a teacher may have sent an email home um, regarding his grades. So I'd say... Um, Education is very, very extremely important, and more so than basketball. It's because they call student athletes for a reason, because student peace comes first. And mm -hmm. you got to look at it that, you know, basketball is a gift. But your education, man, you got to use basketball as a tool to get you that education. That education is something that you can't take, nobody can take from you. Basketball mm -hmm. may come in as a small window, but your education is something that's going to last for forever with you, man. So I want for my kid to be smart, even if it's basketball that God so blessed us along that path there that he can make very, very educated decisions. But also when basketball is ended, I wanted to be able to be smart enough to know that he could go into the business world and kind of survive and do his thing. So but I'll tell you, ed education is a strong, even the, it's a pillar here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yep. Being a student athlete is not is pretty tough. So, you know, and I'm going to put this back to Elijah. So being a student athlete, how do you approach your schoolwork? Do you, do you approach the schoolwork like how you approach a basketball game or are you trying to get there? Like two different styles or it's kind of similar? Oh, well, I just approach schoolwork like, just hurry up, get it done with so I can go chill. I love it. All my AirPods, put my phone on, do not disturb, finish all my work, read over it, make sure it's good, and then send it to my teacher and go do what I need to do. <laughs> you know what? Get it done. Just get it done. <laughs> I gear you in that way. This guy. <laughs> it's honest. It's honest. I prefer the honesty. <laughs> my son, my son's the same way. My son's like, you know what? He gets the work. He's quickly get it done. 
As long oh, as it doesn't. Can't get a, you, can't, you can't get a more straightforward answer than that. <laughs> straight to the um, point. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. You've been fortunate to win a couple of championship, uh, championships. Um, OFSA pre-COVID, OSBA pre-COVID. Tell us what those championships meant to you. Well, just being in those type of situations, winning those type of championships is just a great experience just knowing what winning feels like. And then Brad Marshall say that the winning felt good, but the times where like I didn't make it to the finals in, in those playoffs or the times where I lost and I was just right there, I felt like I learned more, more off those because they just showed me what I needed to do. Because then the mm. next season we came back and then we won. No one know what we needed to do. Man, that's a great answer. I, you don't really hear that very often from, <laughs> from someone from high school. It's a very good answer that you can actually look at those the shortcomings and, and grow from it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Look at you, Chris, trying to suck up. Shut up. <laughs> you, no, see, the problem, see, the problem is that Steven hasn't grown up from that. He's still salt. Ah, yeah, nah, that was a good comeback. That was a good comeback. That was a good comeback. You got me. You got me. But don't worry. I I, I have some, some what is it, skin for men or whatever to take away all the gray out of your, of your, of your beard. Wisdom. Bro. Every chance of these... wisdom. You haven't got far. You haven't got close enough. Oh, whatever, bro. Whatever. No, he didn't. <laughs> just for men, just for you. Hey, just for men, need to sponsor you, Chris, to take away that wisdom of yours. Oh, please. I, I like the wisdom. Don't worry about it. He's mad. He's mad. He's mad because I know a little more than <laughs> You're like 15 years old here. You're 15 years older than me. You should know more than me. Oh, boy. Oh, shoot. Man, try to call me out on, on all my age. That's horrible. You're messing your Moses. <laughs> Right, right. Hey, hey, man. Yeah. I said what I said. What I said. (laughs) But uh, you know, Elijah, 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 we gotta ask you though. You know, about a week ago, week and a half ago, you did something that's never been done in the OSBA before. You scored seventy-four points, which included eight three-pointers. Talk to us about what breaking that record means to you. Breaking that record, to be honest, doesn't really mean nothing to me. I feel like I have more work to do. I want to break my own record. Mm. I like that one. Get, let's let's break that Kobe Bryant record. Let's get to 85 or just break, let's break the Will Chamberlain one of 100. I, I'm with that one. I'm with that one. Yes, sir, for sure. But what was going through your moment? You know, you get the 40, you get the 45, you get the 50, you get the 50, 55, 60, 70. What's going through your moments throughout those times? Well, just taking the right shots. Don't be forced nothing crazy. Like, it was like five minutes left in the fourth. My coach looked at me and said, you got 50. And it's a, I, I need 60. And I looked at him and said, where well, I got you, I'm going to get 70. And then I came, and I, I was just making the right plays, hitting my shots, and just getting open, playing defense, getting steals, dunking the ball, and then I was at 70. And I was like, so let me keep on going. One thing that a lot, a lot of people would say about you, you know, is that you can't, you can't shoot. But you proved everybody wrong by, by scoring eight threes. And you also – you also – Pretty much right now, we're shooting. I think you're shooting about 45% for three-point range. I could be wrong, but the stats that I saw were about 45%, which is damn good in my mind. Shot better than me. I don't. I know. I know. Rohan wouldn't want to hear that someone shot. You know, she shoots better than someone else. But I want to ask you though, what is what does it mean to you when you get in the gym, working on your form, getting your shot right? Um, how important is it for you to shut up those people that that you know think negatively of you of your shot? Oh, it's very important because like I like proving all, all my haters wrong. I, f- I find that like very important. I get in the gym, work on my shot, do what I need to do, and more so just for me, just knowing that I got in the gym, I did what I need to do to help me get on to the next level. So when I get to the next level, I'm ready for times like that. 
where I need to hit my shot, open catch and shoot, the one dribble pull up, the hezzy tray ball when I need to. Mm-hmm. We know you like the, he- the, the hezzy tray ball. We know you like that yes, one. <laughs> <laughs> your go-to. Uh, Rohan, as a father, what did this moment mean to you for to watch your son score 74 and beat the OSBA record? Uh, you know, when, when I was at the game and um, I didn't realize he had that much points. I knew he was scoring, but I didn't know he had that much points because uh, everything just seemed, it was in the flow of the game. It wasn't anything that was necessarily forced or rushed. Mm-hmm. Um for me, to tell the truth, I just wanted them to, 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 to win the game. So I didn't even really realize when they were probably about, I think it was about two minutes left in the game. And they said that, you know, he had about 70. And I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, like that, that itself was an accomplishment enough for me. But then he went out for um, 74. I mean, some people say 75 because they said he missed a free throw. But whatever, 74, 75, it's an accomplishment nonetheless. But uh Biggest thing for me is uh, the fact that they were able to kind of kind of pull it out. They were um, down one man because Aiden was kind of was injured there, and he um, he picked it up and kind of got they got a dub. People don't talk about that. Was actually a, that's actually a good team. <laughs> so it, it, it is. They have uh, you know we had a few pieces that were missing from this team because of uh, COVID. They had um, two bigs that were supposed to be here that would have. Change the look of um, that Crestwood team. They would have been. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have lost the game. I guarantee that. I put everything on that. Um, but just to COVID, things kind of kind of shifted. So we kind of had to just go with the big three that we had there, and the big three were able to kind of night in night out just kind of go out and do do their thing. Some days you'll see Ramad is the leading scorer. Next day, Zayden, and next day Elijah. Just kind of mm-hmm. just uh, kind of an even distribution. And for whoever is hot that day, you know, to feed the hot hands. So kind of. Um, really like the way the three of those guys there, they jive. But it's a like the narrative that folks try to put them against each other when they can play with each other and they shine together. Mm-hmm. But a lot of folks, you know, when they see it, they try to put, oh, is this person better than that person? Not that. No, it's not about that, man. It's about working <laughs> together to, uh, for a common goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Iron sharp, iron sharp, iron like that. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about um, let's talk about the Elijah Fisher Foundation. Who would like to speak about that, Elijah? The foundation, it really started. I really sat down. I was like, I need to do something to help out because, like, I've been going to, like, soup kitchens and just helping out different families, going around, giving around presents. I was like, I need to do something that's my own. I can say, like, I created that I did. So then I sat down with my parents and just told them that we need to do something. And then we all sat down, came with the Lodge Fisher Foundation, scheduled a date to go do it. And then we really came up with everything. We thought, we thought it was going to be something small, but then ended up being something big within it and then it helped out it helped out a lot of kids got a lot of presents came around to different families that were in need and i feel proud of proud of myself for doing that um if you can ncaa has been knocking which has been some of the most intriguing offers that you might have got are you looking at well i'm looking at any school really really that's really happy to have me i don't really care about the name or anything because like the way i view the way i view a school is like Having a girl, you can have the baddest girl and she doesn't love you off. Well, you can have a subpar girl and she loves you off the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yo, mm-hmm. yo, he has some he has some analogies, man. I like this guy. <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> I'm telling you, 
Like, I want to <laughs> see what you're going to do. I want to see how you answer questions in five years from now. Like, I want to be prepared. Listen, listen, we have the next prime minister on our podcast right <laughs> oh, now. God. We're calling it right now. The next prime minister of Canada. Oh, man. <laughs> and he talks about me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, yo, how did, I like how you represent Canada on the shirt, too. <laughs> no, no, honestly, you have some really solid answers. And, you know, you didn't get that. I like your answers, man. Good job, Elijah. Back, well, you know, Stephen. What, one last question that I want to ask you before we get to our quick hitters. Obviously, you know, Chris has pointed out you're wearing your Team Canada uh, T-shirt. I want to know, though, what was that moment like for you to, or both of you guys to be able to represent Canada? Because I know, Rohan, when you spoke to both Chris and myself, you mentioned that you're a big advocate for Canada. You want to help out Canada as much as possible. Anyone doing Canada, you want, you know, whatever is happening in Canada, you want to be able to make sure you can represent any way possible. So this question is more so for both of you. How, how important was it? How important is it for, you know, for you, Rohan, to see your son putting on that Team Canada jersey? But also how important is it for you, Elijah, to be able to represent your Canada? Uh, team represent your country. Well, sitting put on the team Canada jersey was a blessing. I mean, it's um, something we hadn't done 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 for well, had in mind to do, but really didn't get get the opportunity to really jump to and kind of do it. We worked on both sides, and finally him getting to have that experience. I thought it was a very valuable experience for him to go through. So him being away from from home and not having mom and dad around to lean on and having to go through the struggles of what he had to go through in terms of it being COVID and uh, the protocols that he had to go through, the kind of food that he had to eat when he was over there in the Latvia and all that I thought was good because it was good for him to go through to develop as a man to see that A, the world is not fair and B, hey, sometimes this is, this is what folks eat and this is what it is and you just got to go through it and have a thick skin and just kind of be about it and understand you're there on a mission and put a mission first and whatever you have, you have to go through to kind of get it done you just got to go through it so it was a good experience sometimes he used to call me and you know mom would be like oh my gosh you're not this is what Elijah's eating at it you know your mom gets but for mm -hmm. me I'd be like yo bro just shut up and go through it man just shut up I don't want to hear it just shut the hell up <laughs> so he didn't like calling me too much because I'll tell him to shut up and deal with it but he called mom and mom would kind of give him that sympathy that he, he needed but for me he wasn't getting no sympathy it was tough love for me but mm -hmm. I was I, I was very proud every time I woke up early morning to see him on tv to to play and seeing um the stuff that the team were, that they were doing um it made me real proud man and Elijah how, how did you feel about wearing the wearing the team Canada colors and, and wearing that jersey well wearing the colors wearing the jersey was like almost like a dream come through because I know that some people in my family wanted to do it and weren't able to do it. So I know I was able to represent for them. And then just being on the court just for me, just to show out my talent skills and showing that I can hoop and I'm, I'm able to play on the different levels instead of just the AAU circuit and regular high school circuit. I'm able to go overseas and just play against different types of talents and just showcase who I am. It felt great for me. Mm. Nice. Uh, quicker to end off the show, you know, the first one's for Rohan and the next, next, next one afterward will be for Elijah. First one I got to ask you, Rohan, is the Fishers are in a game of family feud. Which family would you want to go up against? In family feud, which family member I would want to go up against? No, which family? The Fishers are in a, a game of family feud. You and oh, your family are in, are, in a, are in a game of family feud. Steve Harvey gives you guys the call. What family would you want to go up against? Man, I don't know, man. What would you any family, man? I better my family, man. If, yeah, you bring any family, man. Anybody want to come, man? Hey, 
I'm confident <laughs> with mine, man. You pick anybody, man. It could be your family. It could be Chris. Man, don't matter, man. Any family. I'll go with any family. I'll go up against any family. Bitches <laughs> versus Campbells? I don't know. Bitches <laughs> versus Campbells, man, bro. You're taking the L, bro. I'm telling you, straight goods, Ooh! man. We ain't losing nothing. Oh, my gosh. Wait, we start, so we start some stuff out here. <laughs> nah, man. Start some stuff. This thing's facts, man. It's just factual, man. It's just what it is, man. We ain't free. I Yo, love we'll it. Go against somebody. I bet. Man, I got EMIT. He's super competitive, and he, and he cheats too. So we good. I don't oh, cheat. Man. Don't steal. I don't cheat. We good. You ain't losing nothing. You'll cheat. You'll cheat when you don't even know. Yeah, Yo, he's, he's slick with it, man. So we good. It's subliminal. It's just, and it's, it's natural. It's, it's, like it's that. natural, man. We, I, that's why I don't. We don't play. We don't play Napoli with him. We don't, we don't play cards with him. We don't play. Yeah, bro. Next question. Let's talk. Let's talk about family games. All right. All right. Yo, that's a classic look. Always. Like that, you're that's how you look. <laughs> um, last quick header. Which show does a family rally around to watch uh, to watch together? Power. Power. Ooh, Ooh. Power. Power. I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched the finale yet. But let's just say that. I, I, are you guys? Are you guys caught up yet on on? Yeah, uh, caught up on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, I, for you right now. I was about to say, don't ruin the, the finale for me. But the last episode or episode number nine of season two. I don't know that that see. There was one scene. <sighs> there was one scene. Yes. Is that at the table? At, at the table, the table scene. Yeah. That was the the like the hottest yes. part of no, the entire that season. That, from that, what that, I've seen. That's yep. the best one. That's the best scene. That's that was the best scene. I'm watching her and I'm like, <laughs> I know the entire time exposing everybody. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. no, this is crazy. This is crazy. And I'm a fan of Mary J. Blige too. But when I said when I saw that, I was like, oh, sorry, Mary, you're on your own. You're on your own on that one. <laughs> now, but she's yeah. a great actress, man. I didn't even know she could act like that. Like, I mean, singing is one thing, but to act like that, man, she's a great actress. Phenomenal. She's holding it on. She's holding it down pretty well. And method, uh, like, you know, just holding it down. She's a natural man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Method doing a great job as well. Shout out Method Man. Well, Method's uh, method been doing his thing, man. He has been. Shout out, shout, shout out the whole power sequence, man. Shout out the whole power power Ooh. series. You know, the only the only one that was kind of a little suspect was uh was 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 Walking Canaan or whatever that one was called. That was a little suspect. But other than that, mm. every other one has been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but la last quick hitter. I know Chris had mentioned that we have that was last quick hitter. But one la one last quicker we one last quick hitter we have for you guys. Uh, and I'd like to answer from both you guys. Who is someone that you would like to see or hear from on Talk Your Exposure? But the kicker is, you guys got to help us with your answer. We got to help who? Whoever your your answer is, you have to help us get them on the show. Oh shoot! E. Go pops. No, that's you, bro. That's, that's you, man. You said both. Both. I've never seen this before. You said both. The first time I saw between you two. Yeah, the man the house. You gotta speak your. You gotta speak your mind. Oh, so now I'm the man of the house now. So okay, so speak you your mind. So you keep your shirt on, right? Speak your mind. Okay. Oh man. So on. Clarify that for me again. So, um, what am I doing? You, uh, who is someone that you'd like to see on Talk Your Exposure? But who what, you got to help us get your answer on the show. You know, get get Ramada Zayden on there, man. Okay. Yeah. Some Crestwood guys, some Crestwood guys, and some people that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what about family you? on there. Yeah, those those are family, man. Let's get those guys on there, man. Okay. What about you, Elijah? 
Who's someone that you'd like to see on Talk Exposure? Same answer. Give him Martin Zay. Okay. 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 Like father, like son. Hey, before 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 we let you guys go, we want to ask you guys if you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody out there, you know, uh with your your social handles, anything like that. I know you guys have just started up your own AU program. Shout out to you guys for that one as well. Uh, but if you guys want to give any type of shout out or any type of love to anybody whatsoever, you know, now's the time if you guys want to. Any shout outs, folks? Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out to Canadian ballers, all the young Canadian ballers that are coming out here, coming out and hooping and you know, trying to live their dream. And also, you know, all the support system that's around them that's um, keeping them keeping them grounded and kind of giving them the right direction and um, kind of helping them along along with their dreams, man. Because, I mean, we got we got to build this thing here together and we can't um, have any division amongst ourselves because I find at times we're so divided and we fight against ourselves and it makes it so much harder for our young hoopers coming through. So sometimes then the kids, the adults and the adults, we just kind of, do a lot better and kind of keep our emotions, keep ourselves in check so that the kids can actually shine because the stage is not for us, the stage is for them. So let's help the young hoopers and shout out to them. That's actually really coming up and doing big things, man. Shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. Somebody want to shout out? Mm-hmm. Shout out my mom. That's what we shout out. <laughs> shout out my mom. Shout out Mama Dukes. Shout out Mama Dukes. Hey, Rohan and Elijah, where can we find you guys on social media? You can find me at I am Elijah Fisher. You can find me at uh, five underscore Fisher Brothers. That's my IG. But you got a follow right now. What to give you a follow right now? Yeah, and, and get hey, and, 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 and give um, elite six hoops a follow, man. Elite hits, elite six hoops. Hey, everyone listening to this, make sure y'all give elite six hoops a follow. You know they they're coming out. They're coming out going to the the, the three stripes. Elite Adidas Adidas gauntlet this this year. This is me. 3SSB, you know, a lot of good things coming your way from them as well. So make sure you guys give them a shout out, give them, give them some love and give them a follow as well to everyone that's tuned into listening to this, this episode. Uh, one last time, you know, we want to give you guys, you know, th- we want to thank you guys for jumping onto the show today. Uh, we want to remind everybody to tune in to Talk Your Exposure on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcast from. As well as if you want to see us, check us out on YouTube. You're more than welcome to under Talk Your, uh, RWI. And you can check out all of our, our shows over there as well. Make sure you give us a, a subscription as well as also a not- uh, turn on your notifications for them as well. One more time, for Rohan and Elijah, thank you guys so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And we will hope, hope to see from, wow, we hoped, wow. Let me try that one again. Thank wow. you, Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Straight up, keep it over there. Let me try that one again. <laughs> thank, thank you, Rohan and Elijah, again for your time. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you guys do big things down the line as well and continue with your big things you guys have already been able to do. Yes, sir, for sure. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, man. Appreciate you guys.